We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. And also breaking news, Andrew has never eaten Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's a true story. That's like never using Javinko in cash. (laughs) That I do all the time. That's why I haven't (laughs) won anything this year. (laughs) This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Basil. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of rotowire.com, joined by J.D. Bazo and Skylar Redpath for tonight's MLS discussion. Skylar, welcome back. Thanks, guys. Big thanks to uh, JD for carrying the team, and uh, obviously you carried your fair share too. So happy to be back in the mix and uh, see if I can add some knowledge to the to the gang tonight. There we go. Um, for brevity's sake, we're going to jump right in. Um, we have a Friday night game that is not on any DraftKings slate, but is certainly available for uh, MLS's season long game. Kicks off at ten thirty Eastern. Uh, it's the Galaxy home against Montreal. The the impact seem 
kind of exactly like we think they are. And the Galaxy are starting to look like the team we thought they would be uh, when they were all healthy. Um, Zardes looks like he's going to be back, or he came back last week, but maybe he starts this week. Alessandrini looks awesome. Dos Santos. Any reason to think that ga- the Galaxy won't handle this one comfortably? I don't think so. I mean, Montreal surprised me by their just by getting a result at Chicago this past weekend without Piotti, without Simon, without a few of their you know key pieces. Uh, just I don't feel like it's going to carry over to LA. I feel like LA's looking at this game as, as one that they need to um, get back on track with. So um, I feel like Alessandrini's in play. He had a really good game this past weekend, two goals against Vancouver. And if Dos Santos is back in the starting lineup, I think he's um, in play as well. So those are my top two plays from the Galaxy. And then I guess, you know, if you're talking FMLS, I think Boateng is a pretty solid play. He's, he's relatively cheap for a forward. And uh, I think he's, you know, taking advantage with uh, let get out for the, for the next several weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have too much else to add. I think... Uh... I was kind of driving the Alessandrini bandwagon last week, and he looked pretty good. Um, Montreal hasn't shown too much. I think uh, we were talking in direct messages over the weekend. I said I liked the uh, Balu, their young winger, over Schweinsteiger. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't quite pan out, but he had a goal and put up, I think, 18, some DraftKings points as well. So uh, with Piotti out, someone has to kind of carry the load or – it, it might be nobody. So <laughs> the only way Los Angeles don't take care of business here is through their own fault, not because uh, Montreal are any good. And do you guys think Alessandrini is the best play from that from the Galaxy? I imagine Dos Santos is going to be a little more expensive wherever you look, and uh, depending on what fantasy version we're talking about, he might be a forward instead of a midfielder. Mm-hmm. So I probably do prefer Alessandrini, but Dos Santos is in play too. Yeah, so we don't have a Friday night slate up yet that includes that Friday night game. So um, not really sure, but I'd, I'd be willing to say that Alessandrini is probably my top play from that game. I mean, he just – you look at his game logs, he can't right now, but once they do get the games up, I mean, it's just – he's even without the two goals this past weekend, he probably would have – Hit close to 20 points. He hit 40 this past weekend, which is, you know, Juvinko style. So, yep. it's, uh, you know, he's got the set pieces. Um, he's just, he's real active in the attack. So, he's my favorite play from that game. Okay. Oh, man, I, I realized we each ranked him in the top two yeah, uh, sure this did. week. That's that's a slight overreaction, I think. I didn't expect that we all would have him so high. But, um, <laughs> yeah, probably border, borderline top five play. Uh, when you factor in everything else, I think there's a little bit of unpredictability for some of the other players on this slate. So the last thing I'd say is don't count Jermaine Jones out for your fantasy uh, season-long team because he's not happy with some of the comments that have been made in the media, and I think he's out to prove some people wrong. Uh, he he gets a lot of points a lot of different ways, hopefully not negative ones with a red card, but I think he's in play in a favorable matchup here. Hmm. All right, all right. Um, let's move on to the weekend games. The DraftKings has a, f- a three-game slate to start. Uh, it kicks off at 2 o'clock Eastern, Chicago home against Columbus, and New England home against Houston. And then the 4 o'clock game is D.C. United hosting New York City FC. Um, we've got David Villa as the most expensive player on the slate, 
unsurprisingly, at 11,600. And then the next highest is David Akam at 9,000, which makes you kind of automatically think you've got a good chance to have anybody you want, particularly if you decide to uh, fade David Villa. Uh, my first question, though, is after the opening performance, uh, do you guys think Bastian Schweinsteiger is like a must play at this point? I don't. He's not a must play, but he's uh, he's definitely in the mix. His price shot up, I think, $1,000 or so. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Without maybe the energy he brought in his first game and maybe he doesn't score that goal, um, it's kind of average for what you would expect from Schweinsteiger. He did get points kind of all across the board, but I think that Chicago team's still going to have to figure out how all three of those midfielders kind of come together. Um yeah, I, I don't think he's a must-play. Let's put it that way. Okay. I think especially Columbus are kind of a possession team, so maybe I'm looking to Schweinsteiger and Dax McCarty more in, in season-long to kind of get some defensive bonus points. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so much offensively. I think Columbus are having a good start to the season, and they very well could go into Chicago and kind of control the match. I don't know that they'll win. Yeah, so I'm on the other side here, and I think uh... – you know, over the weekend when, when it was announced that he was in the starting lineup, I wrestled with fitting him into my, my lineup and uh, ended up with Arturo, Arturo Alvarez instead, which proved to be a vital error on my end. Um, I just I was surprised that Schweinsteiger had as much responsibility in his first game as he did. He was taking corner kicks, took some uh, free kicks too, and I wouldn't be surprised if he steps in and, and hits a PK if they get one. So, um yeah, I mean for 5400 on DK, it's that's a really solid price, and I think it's I think the energy is going to carry over from his debut. Uh, the crew is a juicy matchup for him. I think there's going to be goals on both sides, so I like it. Why Why is Columbus a juicy matchup for Schweinsteiger? I just I feel like there's going to be goals on on both sides, so I feel like he'll be involved. Um, you know, both sides of the ball. He, might earn some defensive points. I feel like he's going to earn some attacking points, whether it's goals, assists, crosses, whatever. I mean, for 5,400, if you're getting a guy that takes set pieces, like, uh, I mean, yeah, Pirlo is one of those guys in that range, but it just, that's, I feel like if that carries over from the last game, then that's a really solid price. Yeah, gotcha. I just didn't know if you saw anything in particular in the matchup or not, but. Uh, just the, I mean, I think most of the crew games they've had have had the, the highest expected goals on both sides, so it's kind of, kind of where I'm getting at with that one. Right. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Um, and how how deep does the crew uh, love go? I assume Miram and Iguain, and I guess Ola. Does it go any further than that? Well, Iguain's kind of totally off my radar in this game because of that strong Chicago midfield. You have Dax McCarty, Schweinsteiger, and Janino. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to shut down the center of the pitch. So if you want someone from Columbus, you better take maybe Ola Kamara up top or one of the wingers. I don't think you're going to get much out of their midfield. Um, Janino's suspended, isn't he? I, th- um, I thought he got. I thought he had got two yellows last yeah. week. Yeah, I think he is. All right, yeah, gotcha. So, a little He's easier. the one I was least concerned about, but oh. yeah, you're right. That's, that's <laughs> oh, a, I mean, 
Dax McCarty is starting to really get into the swing of things. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. I, the crew, it kind of just goes Miram and then maybe Ola for me. It's mm-hmm. a small slate, so you have to consider a bunch of people. Maybe Harrison Awful at fullback or uh, Rytala's price actually went down to 3700 which is kind of nice if we need to squeeze something in in the fullback spots. But, um, yeah, I think I said Miram over Iguain last week, and then Miram made me look really good, so I'm going to stick with him. <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, to, to Zroik. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but he's been a Miram. I mean, he's been on Miram since day one, and he's really, you know, he's Miram's uh, backing that up. I mean, he's scoring goals. He's just, he's really carrying the crew right now. I mean, you'd think it would be uh, Ola scoring the goals, but Miram stepped up and, and uh, looking really good too. So um, I don't know. I mean, I think everything JD pointed on there is, is pretty accurate. Um, I just... I think I like Iguain a little bit more than JD might, but again, his price this week for some of the other options is a, a little bit too much for, for me to want to pay for, especially with, with uh, Schweine in the mix now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the the last thing I can say about this game is <laughs> Nemanja Nikolic is kind of my big question mark for the slate. He's been pretty bad the last couple weeks. He started kind of bright, and I was excited to use him, but now I'm kind of in limbo, so... Okay. $6,900, that's a lot for a guy that's not going to get you much points outside of goals and shots. Yep, one point in back-to-back games. Pretty weak. Um, speaking of pretty weak, uh, Kai Kamara is only $200 cheaper than that at 6700 He's in the next game. So really the question is how deep does the revolution line go, and does it actually now start with Juan Agadello instead of Kamara or Lee Wynn? It's starting to look that way, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like the Revs this week. I think that I, I think Houston's a good, pretty good matchup for them um, at home. I feel like uh, Win is a little overpriced as well as Iguain, but um, I don't know. I'd probably play Kai in a um, in a GPP. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably stack. I, I wouldn't be afraid to stack the revs in a gpp i mean i think they're going to score some goals in this one mm-hmm. tierney at 5600 looks better after the goal i uh, guess it was two weeks ago right yeah i don't know i'm 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 slowly falling off the tierney bandwagon oh Just and when you're gone it, it might be empty <laughs> yeah it could be empty but he's uh other than that game i mean and even before that then he just is not producing and i think that heaps is realizing that too he's been pulling him early I think he came off about 20 or 30 minutes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, early last game. And that's probably the second or third time that he's pulled them early this season. So, you know, just as is with any DFS contest, you want as many minutes as possible in your lineup. And if you know that there's a chance he's going to get yanked, then I'm looking elsewhere. And you don't usually think of having to worry about your defenders getting yanked. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. JD, what's your uh, revolution thought? I'm just I'm really down on them lately. I think I you have to consider Lee Win, but eight thousand is so much. It's almost hurts me to pay that much for Lee Win. Um, kind of shocking they got a result in Portland last week. They kind of pulled one out there. So I I don't know. I think if I'm looking to New England and Lee Win isn't like a guy I can fit in for cash purposes since he's taking 
a decent number of the free kicks, then maybe I look to a Agadello. He's a little pricey too, but Diego Fagundes is a guy I kind of turn to a lot when I want some revs exposure, but I don't really want to go all in. Mm-hmm. He's 5,400. I think he's having a heck of a season, even if it hasn't shown up on the score sheet. So I, I like him a lot, and then I think I'm just mainly looking towards Houston in this one, even though they're on the road. Does Kellen so Rowe not get in that conversation either? I want to see a little bit more. I think he's a quality player, but he hasn't really shown it yet this season. Okay, okay. And then, so yeah, hit me up with some Dynamo names then. Yeah, so if I like the Dynamo on the road, you know I really don't like the home team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, my boy Cubo has six goals to start yeah, the season. Yeah, great. What a beast. Uh, he's finally back. Owen Coyle should never get a job for the rest of his life just because <laughs> he couldn't get a goal out of Cuba Torres in like a year and a half. Well, I guess he got fired before the year and a half. But uh, anyway, I rest my case. And then Mario Minotis had five shots, all of them on goal last week. So if he starts for in uh, Kyoto's spot again, mm-hmm. he's somebody who'd take, uh, worth taking a look at. It's probably going to be on Andrew Farrell's wing, which is not a great matchup, but uh, nonetheless, I think it's a good spot for him. And on the other wing, Elise should be able to do, um, to handle Chris Tierney. Yeah. When he's in, when he's yeah, actually sh- in. <laughs> yeah, right. I was shocked with what Houston did that uh, against New York Red Bulls. Yeah, they're at home, but still, I mean, Red Bulls are a team that I shy away from. Um, really, any any time any slight um at least last season this season's kind of starting to shift gears with that uh theory and i think houston proved that so i was surprised to see minotis had five shots on goal i knew he was active but i didn't realize it was like that yeah it's pretty Pretty solid yeah yeah uh last game on the slate dc hosting new york city fc uh a rematch already already yeah do you well you know we're already five games in um (laughs) Do you and actually they may only be four, right? I don't think either of them played on that short. Yeah, it's thing. like week four and a half essentially. Yeah. Um, so, do you pay up for David Villa? I think I am. I think you can with the with the way the pricing pans out on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, feels like last weekend it was the same way, and and if you faded Villa, then it was really tough to cash. So, and I feel like this this matchup for him, he's already you know crushed dc earlier in the season and i think he was pretty fired up that he didn't score over the weekend so i think he bounces back with a goal here just one it could be a couple (laughs) i mean dc dc yeah they they got a result but they're still giving up chances yeah so yeah i mean new york city's definitely going to have opportunities and if if b is in the right spot then he could could come home with a pretty nice haul Mm. The bad this, news this, is that uh, Rodney Wallace is back to being a midfielder. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that did that work out last week. He had a decent score. I don't know if it was seven, uh, seven points. Yeah, with so. a yellow. Yeah, if he didn't take, yeah. commit three fouls in a yellow, it would have been probably double digits then, huh? Right. Right, and you're, you're in that spot too. You're basically just paying for the upside he brings as, as a player playing that far up the field. So that's a pretty decent result. Yeah, it kind of speaks a lot that Wallace is still a guy that's kind of in consideration if you want to stack him with Villa or Maxi Morales. Um, Morales so, yeah, he's a great. <laughs> no, and especially since he had 34 points last time he played DC. Mm. Goal and two assists, I believe. Yep. But 
that's probably more than he has the other three weeks of the season combined. It's definitely more than he has the <laughs> the mm-hmm. other three weeks of the season combined. It, it's um, almost double. Yeah, almost. So I, it's going to be tough. Like this slate is kind of, and actually the whole weekend when I was doing my entire rankings, um, I just kept thinking like, wow, I have all of these road teams rated really highly in their matchups and not so much for a lot of the home teams. I said, this is going to be an interesting week, especially this slate. I could make a cash lineup I was really happy with only with road players. Hmm. Doesn't scream Schweinsteiger then. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely a possibility for my cash lamp. I'm just saying, like, the sides that intrigue me in this one are all the, the road teams. Right, right. Makes sense. Um, all right. Well, that's that three game slate. Um, so then we have a, a night uh, five gamer because there are, is it two games? Yeah, two games on Sunday, which I don't think there's a, a slate up yet. But let's jump into this night one. It starts at 7 o'clock Eastern. Philly home against Portland. 7.30, Toronto home against Atlanta. 8 o'clock, Dallas hosting Minnesota. 9.30, RSL home against Vancouver. 10.30, San Jose against Seattle. So there goes your night. Um, We have basically the three guys that we always think of. I guess V is another one, but if you... I feel like if you ask somebody who are the three most expensive players on DraftKings for MLS, you come up with the three guys on this slate who are Javinko, Ladero, and Valeri. Uh, you're probably not getting all three. So who are you kicking out, JD? Um, I'm probably kicking out Ladero if I can. I mean, I'd be thrilled if I can fit two of them into my lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. He might not even be able to get to two of them. Now that Sebastian Honest, Blanco's seventy five hundred, but yeah, honestly, the um, that's a big factor. Blanco and Valeri are kind of not necessarily interchangeable, but we like to hope that Blanco can approximate Valeri's performances. Um, and he did. Blanco looked pretty good last game, I thought. But the danger here is, I like Portland's matchup more than Toronto's, but Portland's the whole way across the country on a road trip. Yep, Javinko's at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Javinko could absolutely torch two out of the four members of uh, Atlanta's defense, but the other two I think could hold up really well against him. And Atlanta still could have the most possession, even though they're on the road. So mm-hmm. that's to Javinko or not Javinko is a really tough question this week. How you feeling, Skyler? I'm still on the the Javinko bandwagon i mean i know he's started really slow i think he's got something like five points in five rounds so far and mls fantasy season long um he hasn't been near paying off his his price on DraftKings. um but like jd said i think he's gonna he has an opportunity to exploit an exploitable atlanta back line i mean yeah the the team in general has been good but i feel like there's places I don't, that they can be exploited and I, yeah i think calling them i think calling atlanta's backline exploitable that's not what i was going for i actually think they're a, a good team defense but i mean javinko on michael parkhurst isn't fair right and yeah, javinko on on tyrone mears is not really that fair either but the other two i mean leandro perez gonzalez could be the best center back in the league 
And then you also have Greg Garza, who could be the best left back in the league right now. I mean, he's been phenomenal. I think he might be hurt a little bit, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I think they're going to kind of shut it down. They'll get a defensive midfielder, probably Carmona, to be um, keeping a very close eye on Javinko. And I think they're going to defend Javinko by having possession. So I think you're really hoping to get mid-20s out of Javinko rather than sometimes you hope for like 35, 40 points out of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see his upside being as high this week as usual, but he still might be the best play. I mean, it's all relative. <laughs> yeah, and I just I like the fact that he has underperformed because it's definitely going to drive his ownership levels down. So I don't know. I mean, he I, I captained him last week, and, and season long I'm going to do it again this week. I'm, I'm You know, it's one of those things that he's going to explode and I don't want to be off him when he does, so um, that's kind of my mindset there with him. I just, I mean, I, even last weekend he he didn't have a good game, but he he had he basically missed a sitter in front of goal, which he normally is good for. Yeah, ball went right across the face of goal, and he pretty much whiffed it. And and he also had a free kick off the crossbar, so he's getting his chances, and I, I feel like he converts sooner or later. I'm sure you know he's. He's been hearing about the slow start and this and that too, so I'm sure he's ready to get that monkey off his back, and hopefully this is this is the weekend. Yeah, that was a great game last weekend, actually. For Actually, those were two of the better 0-0 draws you'll probably see, uh, <laughs> at least in the opening part of the season. I thoroughly enjoyed both of them. Yeah, it was a weird situation to... Like, it was two very good games that just happened to not have any goals. It's, like, tough to explain that to people who don't necessarily follow soccer all that it's it's also unfortunate that they were both on fox Mm -hmm. nationally televised um they like kind of hyped it up as like a big friday night soccer type of thing and it fell really flat in terms of scoring for the casual fans so for sure um anyone from atlanta that you're considering almiron obviously is getting plenty of attention in the rankings but um yeah, he's he's right up there with uh, for me with the other guys. I don't see uh, any reason he shouldn't be really. Okay. He's I mean, when good. we're yeah, he's got that when midfield forward eligibility on DraftKings. That's so nice. Yes, because there's right. a lot of great there's a lot of great midfield plays on this slate, and I mean, Almiron talent wise, he's right up there with Ladero, Valeri, and uh, well, Javinko might be saying a little much, but I, I think by the end of the year, we're going to be talking about them in the same price range. Oh, we should, sure. and, yeah, and Almiron's only a few hundred bucks more than Will Bruin, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixty six hundred's a steal. I don't care that he's on the road. I don't care that he's playing against Michael Bradley. Um, the way Bradley's looked lately, he might actually dish Marone, Almiron a couple of passes uh, oh, gosh. right in the middle of the <laughs> midfield. So, yeah. It, it sure seems like Bradley's coughing the ball up a lot more than he used to. It does. Let's, let's put it that way. For sure. Um, anybody else on Atlanta, though? Um, the, the other forwards are kind of tough yeah. to, to predict. I, didn't, I wasn't really impressed with Vialba last week. Uh, Kenwin Jones wasn't extremely impressive. I think they're definitely going to get their goals this year, but... Um, I think Yamil Assad is the guy I would have to look to if I wanted an alternative. And he's 6,800 in the midfield, a little bit pricey, but that kid can play too. So he, he's right up there, but I think there's just some better options. For instance, Almiron is cheaper than Assad. 
Yeah, I'm not sure where he'll line up this game, but Gressel was, uh, you know, he was serviceable, I guess, as JD would say from from time to time. But he had a for his price, I think he was 3,200. He came away with, came away with seven points, and I'm not sure, you know, with Almarone back in full swing where he's going to line up. But even you know, 3,600, if you want to, you know, if he's if he's kind of a glue type player, I guess you could say that. Kind of you can build around more or less. Then mm-hmm. he he's one of those guys that you can hope to count on for at least five, six, seven points. Yeah, I mean Gressel's Gressel's a good number eight for Atlanta. He's pretty much entrenched as a starter, I think, and he's been great. He's far and away the leader in the rookie of the year race. I think I I don't care about Nick Lima. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, let's go to that first game though, Philly Portland. We talked about Portland traveling. Does that make you think that any of the Philly guys are playable? Like, I feel like literally not one of them is jumping out at me. Is like, yeah, he could do well, even against a team traveling across the country to play them. Yeah, right. I say, tried to go ahead. I want to say Sapong, but he's, he's just so tough to play in fantasy. He's 6,000 as a forward, but he scored, I think three games straight or four games straight. Mm-hmm. He came on as a sub this last game, so you know that's another reason that I'd probably shy away from him. But he got off five shots, four on target, and scored a goal in 25 minutes. That's crazy. Uh, granted, it was against DC, but um, I mean, New England we're getting getting a few chances at Portland. So if he yeah, starts, Port- you know, Portland. he might be worth keeping an eye on. Yeah, Portland's defense isn't the greatest, so Sapong's kind of the one guy that intrigues me a little bit but his price is just so high um for you're getting a goal dependent forward i'm gonna find it really hard to get anybody from philadelphia in my lineup but yeah i think sapong's the guy that kind of jumps out there's almost no doubt in my mind he's gonna start because he looked great last week when he came on he's been hustling every chance he gets on the field um i think it's kind of it should be his job to lose at this point okay that's fair yeah maybe andre blake in goal just because he'll get a lot of shots on him, but he's also at home and he's really good. So do you Andrews uh, on the Fabinho <laughs> over there? Um, Some exposure to him last weekend, right? I did. Yeah. It was the tackles that did it for me. Like he, he had five in each game heading in and like, that's basically the equivalent of seven or eight crosses. So yeah, it's interesting. I'd, I'd be looking at him more of a uh, crossing player play instead of uh, Mm -hmm. tackles so i didn't realize that of course he had three last week so what do i what do i know um and does portland go beyond blanco valeri or adi i'm not paying nine thousand for adi on the road but why not because i've got javinko and Almiron in my forward spots okay yeah if you fade javinko though i think adi is a great alternative hmm yeah, if you're talking about a cash game or a cat or cash game, if you're talking about a shot dependent forward, then I think Adi's, you know, he he defines that pretty much. I don't think he's going to get you many points elsewhere if you if you don't get goals out of him. Granted, he is one of the the best goal scorers in the league right now. So he draws um, fouls. I was just about to say that, yeah. But he commits some too, though, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, him and Aguchi on Yewu were going to combine for like 10 fouls against each other. Mm. They might yeah. just both get thrown off. 
Well, I mean, um, there's one guy has a huge advantage there, and that's Adi. Yeah. So one guy I've been using from Portland, well, when he plays, uh, he was in the lineup this past weekend, Marco Farfan. Farfan, yeah. Um, he's been really pretty productive. His price is going up. But, and also I think Vitas might be coming back soon, so he's, he's bound to maybe shift back to the bench. Um, I don't know, 4,600, though, on the road. I don't know if I'm, if I'm buying into that again. But, I mean, talk about asking about any other guys worth playing, then I would certainly consider him. Yeah, all of his pals are right up there, too. I mean, he always gets in the high single digits to double-digit range. Um Probably one of the most consistent defensive options on DraftKings. Yep. Yeah. And Nagby's forward eligible, which I just noticed. Yeah, he from has, the uh, has U.S. Been, games. That's, that's. Yeah, it's been an interesting play. He has been most of the season. Hmm. Um, oh, I didn't realize before international break he was. Yeah, I think it must have carried over from one of the previous international slates, but um, I don't know. I mean. That's again. It's Nagby that you're that we're talking about here. We know what he can do, <laughs> but we also know how how much he how bad he can kill a lineup if yeah. he doesn't show up. So yeah, but it's a lot more palatable in the second forward spot when nobody below him is really jumping out. Right. So at that price range, you know, you're talking about if you play a goal dependent forward like Adi and don't and get four or five points um, if you don't get a goal out of him. Or you can save four grand and, you know, even if Nagby gives you four or five points, you've got that four grand to spend elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Um, next game is Dallas home against Minnesota. We Dallas played last night and... Uh, Don't remind us. Yeah. Um, what a game. That was fun. <laughs> not the outcome. Um, but not the, the outcome. Um, but it was it was fun to watch. Are there any guys that played last night that you don't think will make the lineup on Saturday? Yeah, probably a handful of them. Yeah. So then, although I think, I, uh, I think Figueroa is suspended, so we'll, I'm, I'm not sure if we'll see Atiba Harris or Gian. Not mm -hmm. sure who's going to slot in for him, but yeah, we'll definitely see somebody else in that spot. Annabelle Chala. Is Aaron Gian playing on that side? He could. Yeah. And I think Renat could flip over and then Reggie Cannon could play right back. So mm -hmm. there's there's pretty much countless options. Um, Is it a Javi Mo game this weekend? Could be. I, I tend to think that they're going to start most of their regular starters because it's a Tuesday game going the whole way till Saturday. Mm -hmm. um, right. Like Pereja's, I think overall this season he's going to have a good amount of rotation which makes me kind of question them in season long because if they're not one of the first games and i can't see their lineup i don't want to really put all my eggs in one basket in terms of dallas even yeah. with the tastiest possible matchup this weekend hosting minnesota mm -hmm. well i mean minnesota gives up a ton of goals but they've scored them too um do you think they can keep that going in Dallas or no? It's going to be tough. Dallas has one of the best defenses. Um, Matt Hedges is looking phenomenal. Walker Zimmerman looks really good, minus the fact that he kept getting burnt last night. Uh, but there's 
really nothing he can do about it when he's going against Lozano. Um, I don't know. It's tough. Zimmerman's lucky he didn't get a red last night, I thought, a couple of times. But Minnesota's odds to score a goal can't be better than 50-50. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. I think the the guys that sit are probably Roland Lamar. Seems like he might sit. Him or Barrios, mm-hmm. at least. He and was really I impressive think maybe... last night. Who? Lamar. Oh, I thought they he... both were, yeah. Yeah, yeah, both of them were, but Lamont it seemed like they were just attacking down his side relentlessly and, and fine with it. And I just I haven't really seen him kind of carry that the attack like, like he did. So I hope he plays. I mean I'm, I've got my eye on him for sure now. Yeah, he's he's kind of more of a a piece of the team when he like really wants to, to play rather than a difference maker. Like he's not gonna be any kind of piati on that side where he's always cutting inside. Um, taking a bunch of shots, but he does his job out there and he hustles. He creates a lot. Um, I right. thought him and him and Figueroa are a really dangerous pair on that left wing because Figueroa wants to get up in the attack too. And the, actually, what uh, forced the corner that they scored on last night was Figueroa with a great give and go, and then hustling the whole way up the sideline. I think it was Lamar that fed it through to him. So, yeah, when when those two guys really want to push and score or create some offense they can it's just they don't always always do it so it's tough mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cal- Kellen Acosta has to be the play from this game mm-hmm. the defender you actually want to play meaning DraftKings defender at least oh yes he's still a defender that's what I like to see Yeah, there's almost no way he's not in my lineup <laughs> You agree, Scott? And there's a there's a lot of people to fit in, so that's saying a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree for sure. I mean, that's I think that's a, a basically a, a free space right there. So I like it. Okay. Um, and so nobody on Minnesota, which is really well, Kevin main, Kevin Molina is really cheap. And he's, he's the only one been, I was thinking of. He's really. been amazing this year, and I mean. You could make an argument for Christian Ramirez. He's scoring. Um, you could make an argument for Venegas just because he's around those two good players and he's not so bad himself. He's only 4,100. But, yeah, I'm I'm not really looking to actively target Minnesota guys. It might be a situation where I have one midfield spot to fill. How much money do I have left? And maybe they're the most attractive option once I see starting lineups. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think... Minnesota plays are, are situational. I felt like this past weekend at home, they really wanted to get a result in front of their home crowd. We all saw Lake was seemed a little vulnerable. New coach, kind of a, a new setup, somewhat still missing a few players. So I felt like that was a good spot for them. Um, playing at FC Dallas, not so much. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Uh, the next game is RSL hosting Vancouver, which doesn't immediately feel like the most exciting of games, but uh, I was a bit surprised to see how low you guys ranked um, Albert Rusnak. Not that he's been, like, awesome, but it seems like home against Vancouver is a good enough situation to to use him. So how come you weren't so high on him? Trying to see where everybody else ranked him here. <laughs> yeah, I guess, oh, you're... For me, a lot of it for me is just... You know, 
he he has been fairly pedestrian. I think he's got one assist, you know, for the entire season. And on top of that, I think Plata could be back in the starting lineup too. So that both of those two factors kind of pushed him down the the board for me as as far as midfielders go. I mean, there's some good mid, midfield plays this week too. So mm-hmm. Plata being back should help him though. I think it should. I mean, I guess more so for season long, but for DK purposes, it could eat into some of his set piece share. I don't, no, I don't really, I don't really think Plot is going to steal many set pieces from Rusnak. No. I Why? Mean, I would guess he? if it's if you're going by the first couple of games that they played together, then yeah, you're right because it, it seemed like basically even if Plata was standing over the ball, it was the kind of thing where Rusnak would come in and and scoop the ball up from him and end up taking the corner so yeah i mean he has 27 crosses in three games wait maybe i'm ignoring his first one when he had six okay so he had 30 (laughs) 33 and four that's 80 game uh i don't i think they just want to run their offense through rusnak he'll send plot of the ball uses speed but nothing from rusnak's uh free kicks have really shown anything left to be desired they look great Okay. All right. That's fine with me. Um, and Vancouver, what do we think? It's so hard to gauge Vancouver's Seriously. lineup. Um, I, I yeah, just, I don't trust any of them. Too. Yeah, they're playing tonight, right, they're playing Wednesday. Tonight, so we got to kind of see what, what happens there. It's a little bit different than Dallas. You know, one more. Because they don't have a chance. One more day. <laughs> 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 well, they're playing at home and apparently they're, the roof's open. The roof open. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's oh, supposed boy. to be a downpour. A downpour in Vancouver. So they want to make. Uh, is it Tigres that they're Tigres, playing? Yeah. Want to make them as uncomfortable as possible. So they're leaving the roof open. You would. You would Tigres think that have... every player on Tigres had never seen rain before, for the way that they are <laughs> acting about this rain tonight. Uh, good <laughs> yeah, thing. I it good was thing. Kind of funny. Yeah, good thing Breck Shea is so good in the rain, him and his solid footing. That guy can't even stand up straight when he's uh, on firm, dry ground. And he's Double probably going to start – Yeah, he's probably going to start at striker or something crazy. So you're not buying this weekend? Not really. <laughs> That's what I, you're don't even know, I don't even know who's going to start for them, and they play at 930 at RSL, so – I don't know. I don't really think Salt Lake are a very good team either, which is what hurts because I wish I could get somebody in. But, I mean, what am I going to force Freddie Montero into my lineup mm. when there's all these other good options going on? <laughs> Sorry, Freddie. Um, all right, that's fair. Do you like Plata? Yeah, he's probably not- expensive, right? Yeah, I was going to say not for the price. I mean, I do like him. For one, I want to make sure he's he's completely healthy and going to be getting a full share of minutes if I'm going to be paying that much. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything Vancouver's good at, it's defense. Yeah. I, just, I mean, if you're, you're going back to kind of where you started the slate, if you're paying up for a Javinko or Ladero, uh, Valeri, it's just it's going to be really hard to squeeze a guy like Plot in. Yeah. I mean, because you're going to be trying to slot in some of the more reliable plays. And, again, with with Rusnak on step pieces, and he just spot is not as reliable. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Um, all right, so the last game is one that 
might actually be better than most San Jose home games, but San Jose hosting Seattle, you guys were pretty high on Nicholas Ladero, so no fear of playing at the Avaya Stadium. But my real question is about Annabelle Godoy because he's been so much better than we thought um, he was going to be. Skylar, you have Godoy ranked fourth this week, and uh, J.D., you have him 14th. So, um, Skylar, why do you think Godoy is so good this week? Well, uh, just, you know, to back that up somewhat and keep in mind the rankings are based off of the season-long game. Yep. So, um, other than just he has been productive, um, he scored a goal, two assists. But other than that, for the season-long game, then he's able to pick up a handful of bonus points too. And I think he's done that pretty consistently every game that he's played in so far. Um, so, not, you know, I know we don't really factor in price a ton on those rankings, but for $7.3 million, I feel like he's going to be a staple this week for me and my season-long wow. team. Okay. GD, yeah, you're Andrew, not buying. Please fire me from this job before I uh, take Godoy over Miguel Almarone. Um, and Kellen Acosta. <laughs> but yeah, that's for Skyler. And question, Benny Failhaber. I mean, yeah. Yeah, Miro. Let's see. Let's see who ends up with the most points this week. There we let's, go. Let's see if uh, Godoy ends up with more points than than Almarone on the road. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll talk next week. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so the Godoy hype has just gone totally off the rails. Like, he's not even a tangibly different player than he was last season. It's just he's strung together a couple decent fantasy performances, so everybody's on board. Yeah. Except you. I mean, he didn't even have any shots one game. No Hmm. shots, no crosses. Are those important? He still ended up with, like, (laughs) 9 or 10 points, too, though, on season-long. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's fine, but he's expensive uh, on DraftKings particularly now. Season long, he's going to be a safe floor, but I don't know. He's never going to be the kind of guy that's consistently putting up double-digit points. Mm-hmm. I I just kind of want to swing for the fences in uh, in season long with my midfielders. There's only one or two spots for a floor guy, and for me, that doesn't justify a, a ranking in the top five. Right. That's okay. just saying, go ahead, everybody, be a little bit above average. Just my opinion. <laughs> um, so is Ladero your top play from the game? Yeah, definitely. Ladero's up there. Dempsey's up there. Okay. Uh, that's It's pretty much those two. And then you try and maybe find some value with uh, maybe you can fit a San Jose guy in. I don't know. But Wando seems to always score against Seattle. He's a little pricey for my liking. Uh, Urena had a goal last week. He's forty nine hundred. Mm-hmm. Nice hustle guy, but I don't know. It's it's tough to pick anybody from this game after Ladero and Dempsey. Right. Nick Lima, baby. I was just about to say that. <laughs> he's he's expensive though. I do like him, but he's he's pushing the envelope at six K on as a defender. Yeah, For- there's almost no way I'm going to be able to afford Nick Lima. Right, especially with uh, Acosta. Yeah. in that spot so you're pretty much paying up for a defender and then trying to find a, a good value 
for your second defender. So I do like him. Um, feel like he's good for double digits, but it's going to be tough to play him. What about the 4.6 on FMLS? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's probably he's probably in my team for sure, or at least in some sort of switcheroo type of setup. Mm-hmm. He's just too cheap to avoid there. Yeah. I think I've I don't know. pretty high in my rankings. Defenders on season long really aren't that expensive, and I think his clean sheet chances aren't as good as uh, a lot of other guys. So I think he's off my radar in season long this week. Hmm. Even aside from the, um, even aside from the clean sheet, has he did have that goal? But um, looking at his some of his box scores, he's another guy that picks up some bonus points. Um, just I guess just based off of his involvement across the board. So yeah, like I mean he hasn't. There. He hasn't won more than two tackles in any game. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he gets a lot of recoveries, I'm guessing. But I feel like it's it's tougher to rely on fullbacks in the season-long game. So I would caution against people just going all in on Lima because he had a good first two games. His last two really haven't been that impressive. Mm-hmm. He had four. He got four defending bonus points at New York City when they lost this past weekend. They lost two to one, and he still came away with five points. That's even, surprising. That's even factor, yeah, it's even factoring in that minus one for for two goals conceded. So I don't know. Surpri- maybe it was a short field or something. <laughs> I mean, he he won no tackles and he had one interception. So I don't. I guess it is clearances and recoveries. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like he had ten clearances and nine recoveries. Wow, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot more than he had in the first two games. So probably not something that will will keep up but i mean it, it just kind of goes to show the versatility that, that he has i think that he's i think you said uh gressel's rookie of the year i think lima's gonna give him a run for his money mm, there we go there we go um <clears throat> all right the last two games on the slate on the full season weekend slate um we don't have DraftKings lineups or DraftKings prices for yet but we can still discuss the games the first one is four o'clock on sunday it's the red bulls at orlando and then the second game seven o'clock rapids at sporting kansas city um you guys have no love for the uh rapids attack as evidenced by tim uh, amelia getting two of three top rankings and jd you had him at, at two so um i imagine there's not going to be many Gashi lineups out there, or I can't think of any other person from Colorado I would consider. Um, yeah, they scored two goals at home against Minnesota United. Like, uh, what is I mean, that? I think you and JD <laughs> could score two goals against Minnesota United at this <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, come on. Um, yes. <laughs> so it seems like the um, like are you guys thinking you'll get most value out of the Sporting Kansas City guys or? from the other game with Orlando and New York? This is a really tough slate for me. I'm trying to picture what I'm going to pick on uh, DraftKings when they open it up, and it's kind of a big shrug emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah, I feel like the it is a tough tough call, especially uh, the way that Kansas City's been playing. This hasn't been anything that you really want to target. I don't know. Sunni Saad actually kind of popped up on my radar with his start this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Had a pretty good game, even for fantasy MLS purposes. He's six million, and I think he got a slew of bonus points. So, um, 
Don't we were on that. Yeah, yeah, I think you guys did. Yeah, that was partly why I ended up with him building my lineups around him because I listened to the podcast, and I think you mentioned that he, he might be starting um, with some of their absences. So he was super cheap on DK, and there weren't very many options at forward, so why not? Yeah, I never I never thought he'd be taking the set pieces, so that was a nice bonus. <laughs> right, that was a big bonus. I didn't think Gotta that love when that happens. he would either. I also, I think I've expressed my frustration with you guys when it happened, but I was so upset that the people that played Jimmy Madronda in season long got a clean sheet. <laughs> you were furious about that. <laughs> that was, I was, that was a ridiculous play, Jimmy Madronda on the road for a defender against Toronto, but uh, I guess it, it worked out, so good for them. <laughs> subtweeting, more... subtweeting Skyler here. <laughs> it was more just the position for me the opportunity i guess you could say that he he was gonna have playing in that number 10 filling in for benny i just think I just, that's so overrated on the road because like we're not gonna play alfonso davies in the defense well, yeah. season long every week because he's playing no. off. yeah no i mean you know me i'm i'm all about the home team i don't i don't ever really like targeting players on the road um and, I, and in that spot i had him as my switcheroo just in case something did happen and yeah that was a good was, play mm-hmm. yeah the shutout was enough for me to leave him in there but i mean besides the uh him coming off early i mean to be fair sporting kansas city did actually get the shutout it would have been a lot uh more difficult to swallow i guess you could say if he came off and then they conceded a goal and he which he did get a shutout bonus for i think the last game he came off like 61st minute and then five minutes later um, Sporting Kansas City gave up a goal, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I still got my clean sheet points. So yeah, not not owning Majanda in season long has been killing me. I think I had him one week, but he's the highest scoring defender in the league. Right? Yeah, good for him. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Kansas Kansas City have, have like three clean sheets. So once that evens out, fine. Yeah. I I really like Kansas City. They're growing on me as a team and. I think they're definitely going to have some offense this year. Um, I think I talked about their offense last week, how much I liked it. But this is just a tough matchup against Colorado, who still have a good defense. It sounds like Failhaber's going to be back too, right? Right, yeah. He's definitely high on my radar, as is Sasha Kleshton. Okay. Yeah, let's let's talk about that game a little bit. Because, I mean, Orlando hasn't been great, but they... Jason Kreis is basically, I think he's used the same lineup three games in a row. So these are his guys. They're back in front of the home crowd. Yeah. Um, For I I probably wouldn't consider anybody on season long. And I guess, I mean, like, where do you mean from Orlando? From Orlando, excuse me. Yeah. Um, Because. Yeah, even though they're at home, it's tough. I mean, Laren is tempting, but he's probably, there's just better better options out there with better matchups yeah laren was the only one i thought of like i'm not going to waste a spot on perez garcia or giles barnes or skyler your boy carlos rivas you thinking about him at all yeah i'm thinking about him because he's he's a midfielder in season long so you know jd talks talking about the upside that almiron brings i think rivas i mean obviously i'm not comparing these two don't don't uh, get me wrong here but I think Rivas brings just as much in the position that he plays for Orlando City, you know, being listed as a midfielder in the game. Um, I think he's in a pretty good spot here, but 
again, it's, it's uh, New York Red Bulls. I don't love playing guys against the Red Bulls. Yeah. I'd rather have a midfielder in the midfield spot than a forward in the midfield spot in most cases, so I disagree a little bit with that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, they they get the defensive bonus points. They're not as goal-dependent. They're uh, The good ones, anyway, are usually taking set pieces, things like that. So, I don't know. I don't think the season-long go-to strategy has been three forwards so far this year. For some weeks, it's been five defenders, and we're not going to start doing yeah. that garbage. So, <laughs> it's it's crazy. A defender gets a clean sheet now, and that's ten points, which is a, a good week from your midfielder forward. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, man, it's a goal. If you get a clean sheet, that's as that's worth a goal. So, it's huge. Yeah. Kind of absurd, but that's what I was thinking. Um, what do you think from the New York side? Like I said, I like Kleshin. I think I like Aaron Long in defense. He's uh, been a bonus point machine. He's fairly cheap and season long. I don't know, like him on DraftKings because he's uh, he's a center back. But mm-hmm. yeah, I wouldn't shy away from New York guys in this game at all. I think we've seen Orlando, despite playing in front of their home crowd, the other team still can, can take advantage and even maybe control some of the game. Uh, Red Bulls are definitely going to be looking to get a good result after an embarrassing performance last week. I feel like we've said that before, and they still haven't done it. Yeah, I, they're not the dominant team they were anymore, I don't think, but they're definitely still upper half for mm-hmm. sure. And Orlando, I, they might be a tough team to play, but they're not an upper half team. Right. It's going to be a tough game for both sides. It's going to be tight. I don't really expect a ton of goals in either of these games on Sunday. So where do you go for points? <laughs> to the Saturday games. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. North Sunday altogether. Right. <laughs> yeah, maybe just take Sunday off. That's bad advice for a fantasy podcast. But no, I. It, would, go... it wouldn't have been last weekend when that with that uh, League MX interleague slate when there was only one game. Hmm. Good grief! I had fun <laughs> trying to uh, to figure that one out. It, it didn't work out at all, and our. Uh, our buddy Jordan Cooper ended up going basically all league MX. He switched it up on us. Wow. And, you know, I think I had mostly timbers. I had a couple of revs sprinkled in, um, but I just, I didn't, you know, I, I'm not a huge league MX expert or follower or whatever, but even just going through the, the game logs and I was trying to figure out who to play. And I kept finding a reason that I liked one of the Portland or, or new England guys more. But Jordan Wait, you mean, uh, took it down. You mean Cooper didn't play the Revs last week? <laughs> no, he stayed away from the wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he and was on out. the Revs in that three-game slate when they had the matchup against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He had all his yeah. favorites. He had Lee Wynn, Kamara, I think, yeah, maybe Agadillo. He's a pretty, pretty smart guy. He knows he knows to play guys against Minnesota. <laughs> Doesn't let his bias get in the way. Yeah, that's correct. Right, even if you got to pull him out of the wood chipper. Hey, we, we missed a big storyline this weekend I think we need to touch upon. Sure. Clint Irwin revenge game. Um, he's, he's out. out. Oh, yeah. no. And also, it wasn't, it wasn't really a revenge game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he spent like one day on Atlanta's roster. Yeah, literally one. I don't oh, even yeah. know if it was a full day. <laughs> 
And also breaking news, Andrew has never eaten Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that's a true story. That's like yeah. never using Javinko in cash. <laughs> that I do all the time. That's why I haven't won anything <laughs> this year. Uh, wow, no Chick-fil-A. Never once in my entire life. I hear yeah. it's excellent. You gotta, you gotta live. Oh yeah, it's excellent. I just wish they weren't closed on Sunday, but mm. I guess I get it. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it feels like some of the only time I want Chick Fil A is on a Sunday, and then they're closed. So when I have to run into oh. work on when I have to run into work on Sunday, Chick Fil A is like the most convenient place to stop on my way home from work or to work because it's there's not any kind of extra turn or anything. And uh, yeah, when I go in on Sunday, I want to treat myself to lunch. Big bummer. Do you like pull into the parking lot and then you're like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I used to, but not anymore. Yeah, I can't say I haven't done that before, <laughs> but now it's like ingrained in my brain. So, well, I'll figure out some day to to get it. I have no idea when. Although I think they just opened their first one in Connecticut, so maybe I just need to buck up and make the trip. Just there you go. I'm definitely going to end up doing it on a Sunday, and then getting <laughs> no doubt in my mind on that one. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, spicy chicken sandwich, cash gameplay for me. Mm, it sounds delicious. That's right on my wheelhouse, too. All right, we're about to fly off the rails here. So that's the end of this week's podcast. Guys, thanks for all of that, and uh, good luck this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, guys. Eat more chicken. <laughs> <laughs>